Y'all can have a seat. Hey, good morning, friends. Uh, my name is Greg DeMay, one of the pastors here, along with Pastor Jeff. I'm going to share a very short message with you this morning as a prelude to Behold the Lamb of God here at Elmhurst CRC. We've kind of been counting down the days to Christmas through the candle countdown. On Sunday mornings, we've also been doing a Christmas song countdown. Um, if you look in the Bible, in Luke chapter 1, there are two Christmas songs. One is the song of Mary, one is the song of Zechariah the priest, and in Luke chapter 2, which we always read on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, there is the song of the angels over Bethlehem and the song of Simeon, a man in the Jerusalem temple. Um, this morning, want to linger with you for just a moment on the song of Isaiah. 500 years before the Messiah was born, Isaiah the prophet sang several songs, quite a few of his words reflected in Behold the Lamb of God. Here's uh, my observation about what all these Christmas songs in the Bible have in common. Their theme is vulnerability in strength. Not just and strength, I typed the slide, but vulnerability is strength in God's divine way of seeing the world. Think of Mary, this unwed teenage girl. She figures out from the Holy Spirit a revelation that she's pregnant. Her life is likely to be ruined. She is in a very vulnerable situation, and in that posture, she says yes to God. Zechariah the priest finds out similar news. His family is going to have a baby. Zechariah, as a clergy person, doesn't believe the angel and doesn't believe God, and he's struck silent for nine months. Kind of a vulnerable situation to be a clergy person who doesn't trust God. I'm just saying. It's kind of a job hazard. And after his nine months of silence, he bursts forth into this incredible prophetic song about what God is going to do in the days to come. Now, it is counterintuitive and countercultural, even all these years later, to consider the possibility that vulnerability is strength. Anybody send out Christmas cards this year? A few of us old people? Yeah, it's the way old school people do it. Uh, who would send out a Christmas card of your family on the worst, like a photo taken on your worst day of the year? Where you're all grumpy, you're looking disheveled, nobody took a bath or a shower, you're just like, we're having the worst time. Right? Like, that would be a vulnerable thing to do. No, we send out pictures, like, in our Sunday best where everybody's looking good, where we parents are, like, telling your kids, you better smile because everyone's going to see this picture. Um, if you don't know what Christmas cards is, just think of an Instagram account where a person would only post pictures of themselves where they were doing something wrong, failing, looked terrible, did reverse filters to make themselves look more ridiculous. Wouldn't that be a great Insta account? Like, it would encourage the whole rest of the world, right? But what we do, we think vulnerability is weakness, so we only project strength, and like we have our act together. But God is saying, no, vulnerability in my hands, in fact, is strength. Here's just a small example. Say you have a friend, and you're a really good friend, you guys are close, says something that you disagree with. And you make yourself vulnerable by putting out there like, hey bro, 
uh, here's my perspective on this. Right? You're making your friendship vulnerable. You're making yourself vulnerable. But I would observe that when you do that, especially for important reasons or significant reasons, that is an act of strength. And if your friend really cares about you and loves you, if they respond to you with similar openness, your friendship will get stronger because of that act of vulnerability, not weaker. This is how things work with God. Today's Christmas song in the countdown, again, comes from Isaiah, hundreds of years before the Messiah was born. In particular, when it comes to vulnerability and strength with God, God's solution to the issues in this world and in this fallen creation is to offer God-sized power in a vulnerable child-sized package. As far as I can tell, this is the way God influences this world and heals us. God-sized power to address our stuff in a vulnerable child-sized package. Now, we have some huge problems, do we not? Have you looked around lately? There's more wars. There's more political chaos and nonsense. There is more mental health struggle. I mean, in all of our families, probably in all of our lives, on an epic, grand scale, I feel like we are more ill-equipped civilizationally to handle our own technology, medical, military advances. Like, our stuff is getting way out ahead of what we're capable of responsibly managing. How are we going to collectively navigate all this stuff? That sounds like bad news, right? How are we going to do this? What the world needs now is not more brilliant political speech. All for free speech, all for wise politicians, all for good oration. But it's not going to solve all of our stuff. What the world needs now is not just better tweets. You know, like more direct, more to the point. What the world needs now is not some brilliant computer code that is going to save us. What we need in 2023 and 24 moving forward is to hear from God again. To hear from the God who manifests that vulnerability is strength. Consider what's going on in the Middle East, even today. Consider all the words that have been negotiated, offered, screamed, shouted in Hebrew, in Arabic, in English, all the political discourse that has happened. It has not been enough to heal the land. What is going to solve this? If we go back to Isaiah the prophet, we get a clue. In Isaiah chapter 9, Isaiah sang these words. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every piece of clothes that has been stained with the blood of war will be destined for burning and will be fuel for the fire. Now, what does that mean? Isaiah is saying, like, all the bloodshed, all the military stuff, all the uniforms, all the weapons... We're not going to need them anymore, so you might as well, like, throw them on the garbage heap and incinerate them. Isaiah's not adding more violence. He's saying all the violent stuff, its day is going to pass. And here's the signal. For unto us a child is born. 
unto us a son is given. Does that sound strong or does that sound vulnerable? The solution for the, these wars, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be on this child's shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, and of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. Could it be that for the stuff that troubles us, that God's way of being with us and addressing us is through the vulnerability of the Christ child? Yes, yes, a million times over, yes. God-sized power in a vulnerable child-sized package. That's the message that you're going to hear from Isaiah through Behold the Lamb of God. That's the message of Jesus born in Bethlehem, Savior of the world. God-sized power, child-sized vulnerability. God just doesn't solve all of our stuff. I like solving problems, but I've learned much more important than solving the problems is doing the thing. Can you hear that? It's one thing to solve the problems. It's another issue to be with the people that you love and do the right thing. And this is how God saves the world, not just by wiping away our problems, but by in Jesus, the child of Bethlehem, being with us and doing all the necessary things to heal us. With that in mind, will you pray with me? Lord God, it's remarkable to us. People like us who spend so much time and effort trying to put our best foot forward, um, who are so concerned about our reputation, who like to put ourselves on display to the world like we're successful and competent, when in truth, amazingly, your way, God, was not just to flex your divine muscles over the universe, but to make yourself tiny and come in our midst. Will you help us be wise enough, brave enough, uh, secure enough to accept that about you and to receive the Christ child once again into the deepest part of our hearts and lives. It's in his name that we pray and in his name that we dedicate this hour of worship. And everybody says, amen.